Welcome back to Think Radio. This is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We've officially put seven days away in the year 2018 and that hopefully the eating habits of the holiday season. So now's the time to get back into the routine of eating clean and healthy living. This morning we'll talk about what's fresh this time of year and how you can serve it healthy and hot. From simple dishes to full meals, we want to hear from you about how you're starting the new year off in your kitchen. Share your comments and experiences this morning with a phone call. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dawning on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. So we've officially put seven days away in the year 2018. And with that, hopefully the eating habits of the holiday season. Now's the time to get back into the routine of eating healthy and clean living. So this morning we'll talk about what's fresh this time of year and how you can serve it healthy and hot. From simple dishes to full meals, we also want to hear from you about how you're starting off the new year in your kitchen. Share your comments and experiences this morning with a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Or you can email the show. It's food at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Deborah. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. I am doing absolutely fantastic. Excited about being here with you at the new year. Just excited about the new year. You know, it's uh, counting my blessings and uh, spending time with my friends and family. This is the holiday season has just been really overwhelming for me, Kevin. And I'm a pretty blessed girl. I get to share love with the entire state of Mississippi this morning. So yeah, I'm good. So uh, over the holidays, and I don't I think we might have mentioned this uh, last late last year, uh, but you have some exciting news in, in that your uh, the timeline for your cookbook uh, marches on. So if you could give us an update on, on how that's going. Oh, my gosh, Kevin. This has been such an amazing process. Of course, you know, we've been here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting for a little bit more than three years now. And people have been asking, where's the cookbook? Where's the cookbook? Well, here it comes. And I'm excited because uh, we are uh, planning a book release for the spring of this coming year. And uh, we've already done the cover. The, the book is in editing. Uh, Peace in the Storm Publishing uh, is the perfect company for me to be with, Kevin. And it's really crazy because I didn't realize uh, what a metaphor that was in, for my life, you know, so, because during the time that I came here to MPB, it was such an amazing blessing. But I also had all these crazy things that we've never really talked about that was going on in my life. And literally, uh, what I've had is peace in the storm. So I just thought this was just like the perfect combination. Uh, Elise Gabrielle is a wonderful publisher. She's become an amazing friend. And I'm just really excited. So I'm asking everybody in Mississippi to send lots of love and yummy prayers because I don't want this book to just be about me. I really want to represent the state well. I want to make Mississippians proud. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> that's where I am with that. 
Um, she gave us just an idea about um, you know what what sorts of recipes are in there. Are these all ones that you came up with, or are there some things maybe from from your family, from friends? Uh, what, what's going to be in the book? Well, it's a little bit of all that, Kevin. But what's really uh, sweet about this book is it it really is it's recipes and it's little short stories and little funny uh, little quotes about, you know, Southern living and things that I've experienced growing up here in Mississippi. And it really is about the loving culture that we share uh, from growing up on the farm to, uh, you know, things that happened when I was a teenager, little stories about my grandparents. um, And it all, uh, you know, ends up around of food, whether it was Sunday, uh, you know, service on the grounds or um, somebody getting married. And there's just all these little cute stories in there. And then there's those recipes that, you know, you can follow the line. And so I'm just really excited about it. And of course, the book is called My Delicious Mississippi Life. And so living here in Mississippi is not just about food. It really is about the lifestyle that we live and loving and great hospitality one for another. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, kicking off the new year in a healthy and flavorful way this morning. So uh, if you'd like to call in and let us know what's going on in your kitchen as 2018 begins, you can give us a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. You know, one of the things I've talked with several people uh, during the holiday seasons and when we talk about me being able to do the show with you, they say, man, that all that food that Deborah brings in always sounds to be so good so that they some somewhat envious of the position I have. <laughs> and I got to say, it's, it's, it's always fun to come in and, uh, you know, f- see what uh, you brought us to eat. And this morning, uh, it's, it's very colorful. It's a, a, some soup. Um, and it's uh, very tasty. So if you could uh, give us some details. Well, Kevin, this is just an old country uh, chicken noodle soup. I just added a little kale in it, and you, you were so funny because you said there's a bone in there, and I said, yep, because it's country soup. You know, <laughs> uh, Basically what I did is I took a hen, and I just cooked it down until the meat fell off the bone. And country folks, you know, it, it, to be able to have a little bit of the skin from the chicken and the bones in there, because all of those elements actually add flavor to your soup. Uh, so we really created the broth from the hen itself. I flavored it um, while it was, you know, boiling down. And so we used that broth and build the layers, uh, you know, with uh, this texture that you have in the soup because it's really creamy. It's got a beautiful color to it. Um, and then I added a little bit of cream when I was finished, Kevin, to give it the weightiness that you have in here. But and it's just it's just a really nice bite. It's been cold the last few days. It's warm today, a little rainy outside, but... It's nothing like a bowl of chicken noodle soup for your soul, right? And I'll say it, it's a, it, we know how cold it was uh, last week when it was, I think it's in the 40s or 50s, where, where you could call that weather warm. <laughs> we <laughs> certainly were shivering last week. It has warmed up a little bit. Uh, but this is a great, uh, a great uh, wintertime meal. Uh, just it was so, you know, I mean, I think uh, that really uh, helps you know, uh, scare away the the wintertime blues sometimes when you have a nice warm uh, soup or maybe some stew to go to. And again, to me, um, one thing I've always talked about is just the presentation. And, and to me, the kale in there, the green color with the broth of the soup, just some wonderful deep colors. And, and again, uh, I was, and I mentioned this to you just a few minutes ago, but somehow the the noodles seem to be I don't know if tender, I mean, if a noodle can be tender, but it just, it almost melts in your mouth. So it's really, <laughs> really, really good. And, and like I say, a nice warm way 
uh, to, in our case, start out the day, but also, you know, if you're having this for dinner, what a, what a great uh, warm meal to, to come home to after a long, hard day at work. And, and the wonderful thing about preparing soups is, you know, you, you almost can't go wrong with fixing a soup, Kevin, and it's a quick meal you know, that you can share with your whole family, and you don't have to spend all day in the kitchen. And, and it really is about, you know, sharing the warmth and the love with someone else. And speaking of that, I want to say hi to my friends in Greenville, to Milton Bell, uh, just amazing person who just warmed my soul with a great conversation last night, Kevin. But you're absolutely right. It is, it's really about sharing that yumminess, you know, um, that you get in this bowl and the color's beautiful. So your eyes kind of, you know, you're expecting that great bite of taste. And then when you finally get it in your mouth, you're going like, wow. And I noticed you brought it in, in, in a crock pot. So was this made that way? No, I actually cooked it in a, in a huge pot. So there's some more at the house that I'm going to share with some other people. But I put it in the crock pot so that we could keep it warm and share it with, you know, if there are any staff members want to come up and grab a bowl of soup, please feel free to do that. And the other thing I think uh, what I like about soup is that you can really, uh, and stew too, you know, which is similar to, I guess stew, stew to me is thick broth soup. But anyway, uh, what I like is that you can put so many different uh, foods in there and flavors, and and they all blend together and, and create a real wonderful dish. Absolutely, that's why I was saying, Kevin. You, you know, it's almost impossible to ruin, a, you know, your soup, and and it's a great way to use if you want to some of those leftovers that you have. You might have had rice, you know, the night before. It pairs really well with chicken noodle. You can't go wrong with that. If you've got some green peas, some you know, some carrots, you might want to add some of those in too, but. With soups, it's just really, really easy, and you're absolutely right. Um, you you start off with soups are really um, defined by a thinner broth, and then when you start to get to your stews, uh, you you're looking for it to be thicker and heavier, and even heavier items. You know, more beefy kinds of items that are added into your your stews, and then you got your chowders. You know, that are really creamy and rich, and even thicker, Kevin. So you're absolutely right. You're just building layers of flavor. Now, I know you like accents, so we have to say chowder. You have to say chowder. <laughs> All right, so uh, I know 2018 is going to bring me good luck because I had a serving of black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. Uh, what are some other uh, traditional things to eat to ring in the new year? Well, you know, of course, it's that um, eating those cabbages, Kevin, you know, fried up some cabbage. And the thing the thing is, it's it's all about what you don't add and what you do add to, you know, uh, your holiday meal and having a little bit of uh, pork, you know, during the holidays. All And all those things have symbolic meanings. But at the end of the day, it's just real good eating. <laughs> and uh, I know how taste buds change as we grow uh, up and grow old uh, because uh, I don't know that uh, maybe even – I don't know, five, ten years ago that I would have eaten uh, black-eyed peas, but now they're they're one of my favorite things. It's, I mean, especially if they're cooked properly, uh, but that was very tasty, and I said, so I'm all set, uh, hopefully, for, for good luck in the new year. Well, Kevin, I made the most wonderful pot of um, hopping johns, which are just black-eyed peas with a whole bunch of love in them, and I packed them up in little containers, and I shared them with different businesses uh, on New Year's Day. Well, it was the craziest thing because I was just being nice. My phone started ringing off the hook. Can we buy black eyed peas from you? And I thought, are you serious? That was really sweet. Uh, before our first break, let's uh, get a phone call in. We'll talk to uh, Kathleen from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. Good morning, guys. I couldn't let that pass when Deborah said, you can't really mess up soup. It's not that hard. <laughs> well, when I was starting out, okay, and being Cajun French, we like our cayenne pepper. Yes. A good tip is always put the cayenne pepper on the chicken first so you can see how much you're putting on. 
because if you're using paprika, it does look a lot alike, <laughs> and it can change everything. It can make it very, very hot. <laughs> I did that once, but I learned. So good tip. One, always put your red pepper on first, then your paprika. It gives right. you a good tip. And um, I had made some chicken soup, too, this week, and I had to make some kind of soup just to make my, my savvy go into this cold. But... Um, I just take the, the broth from the chicken, and if you want to lay the flavor a little bit, sometimes you know it's not strong enough, you could add just a, like a teaspoonful of tomato paste. Or uh, even if you're roasting the chicken, if you make a slurry of the tomato paste and water and baste it, it gives it a real, real flavorful broth, and you don't have to hold, do a whole lot to it. Well, Kathleen, I want to say thank you for being our very first caller in the new year here on Deep South Dining Girl. Oh, my Girl. God, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I did something right. Like says, I'm somebody. I'm somebody. And I hope to get to spend the rest of this year with you, girl. Thank you so much. All right, oh, Kathleen. Yeah, I'll enjoy it. You know I will. All right. Thanks for the call, Merry Kathleen. Christmas and happy New Year to you both. Thank you. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, I think we're going to be visiting with uh, Cindy Ayers from Footprint Farms. But we're talking today about ringing in the new year with some fresh, healthy food. This mm. is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm here, uh, Kevin Farrell, here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. So 2018 is off to a good start. Today we're talking about... uh, uh, what might be in season this time of year. Also, we're looking for your input this morning. What's uh, what's going on in the new year in your kitchen? If you'd like to join our conversation with a phone call, you can do so. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can always email the show. It's food at mpbonline.org. We do have a guest on the phone, and it's someone that we've spoken with before on the program. Cindy Ayers is uh, from Footprint Farms. Uh, Cindy, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thank you. Uh, so, first of all, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about Footprint Farms. Well, as you know, and let me first say thank you so much for having me on. We are a full-service farm located in the city of Jackson. Uh, we farm 68 acres where we have vegetables, uh, goats, horses, uh, fish, and a lot of walking trails. All right. And Cindy, tell us a little bit about the cottage you just built, too. Uh, good morning, Deborah. Good morning, uh, beautiful. Happy New Year. Thank you. Uh, well, actually, we, we have a cottage that's on farm, and we just um, put it up for our first farm, Airbnb. Oh, wow. Um, so you can actually come out as a destination stop to come out and uh, have some time on the farm, or you can come and actually spend nights or months or weeks, depending on your pleasure. Um, to come and be a part of what we're doing here at Footprint Farms. Now, Cindy, I don't. Uh, the last time we had you on, I don't know if we asked you about this, but uh, give us maybe sort of the the history of Footprint Farms. Was this something uh, that's been in your family? How, how did how did it all begin? Well, I'm only six years old. I'm a new farmer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and of course, probably the largest urban farmer in the state of Mississippi, being located in the capital city. We're actually inside the city. 
uh, in West Jackson, where we actually do all our farming, as well as my home and our uh, cottage and a couple other things we're doing right here on the farm. So we started um, just from doing policies and trying to do something better for our community to bring access to our community for fresh, local, affordable food. So it's actually started from just trying to do something uh, to help make a difference, and now it's something larger to make sure we make a difference in bringing local, affordable, healthy foods to our city. Cindy, can you tell us what kind of influence that you've had on other women in terms of uh, being a farmer? Well, I I think, you know, as has been stated, me too, from the standpoint of we can do anything, and I truly believe that. Um, Farming it's not something that a lot of uh, people go into, especially women, but it's a new wave of how we grow and what we can do. I think it's had a, a large influence on bringing more ag producers, including women and a lot of young people, uh, back into the arena of actually growing your own food or being uh, having access to uh, local food. So it's been very exciting for me, and more women than ever before now are doing some of their own growing for their families as well as for the market. And Cindy, again, I think if I remember correctly from our last visit, don't you work with um, high school students and getting them interested in in learning uh, how to grow their own food? Absolutely. We work with high school students. We help to establish 4-H groups. Uh, We talk to parents from churches, a lot of churches and other nonprofits that actually have youth components to have them out on the farm and to show them how as well as a lot of my young young people come to the farmer's market who's very interested in eating my veggies. So we're teaching them how to grow them as well in our farm in the box. We're trying to bring it close enough for everyone who wants to participate, small space, large space, no space, that they can actually have access and understand the process, which is so important to me. What's what's really impressive, uh, Cindy, for me as a woman is uh, to see a very feminine, girly girl. Uh, and a part of your uh, your branding is this beautiful pink color that's assigned to your brand. And it, and it really makes a statement that, you know, it doesn't it, you can come out of your high heels, still be a really cute girl and do farming because it has so much value for your family and for your life. And then go right back to putting on your pearls and high heels. Well, a big part of my farming is with pearls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're, you're absolutely right. It's not our great-great-grandparents' farm anymore. It's a new way of farming. We're very tech-savvy. We try to utilize all the technology, as well as looking at the type of tools, the equipment we need, in order to make it an efficient uh, type of farming. But I am a woman. I, I love my colors, and I love the whole idea of being able to be a woman and to still make a big difference in our community. And, of course, farmers have not been known to be females, but I'm non-traditional. Giving up high heels was okay with me because these boots out here are so cute, ladies, (laughs) and you have the belt and the hat. You always look like such a doll every time I see you, and it's just really impressive to see that and to see how you really are impacting not just women but the entire community because it really is, for me, the the farm-to-table revival, I think, is one of the greatest food things that has happened in the last 50 years, and so I'm very excited about the movement. Well, well thank you. Also for me to have great chefs like you um, and others to actually – have the, the, the food right at your disposal that's fresh 
and then you can create even more great food and great things with the taste. So I'm just excited to be a part of the whole structure of food access to be able to bring it to great chefs like you. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio, and we're visiting with Dr. Cindy Ayers from Footprint Farms in Jackson. Cindy, now uh, our former colleague, uh, Sharita Brent, is now a, a budding comedian, really got her, her career is, is really taking off. One of the things that she was able to be involved with was uh, comedian Kevin Hart's Heart of the City show, but, and you were involved with that as well. Could you tell us a little bit about that experience? Oh, thank you so much. And Rita, she is so super. We were the location for uh, for that program for Kevin Hart, for Hart Production, Heart of the City. Right here on the farm, Kevin Hart and about 70 people from Hollywood and other surrounding areas was actually here to produce that. So all the other footage you see, uh, other than the comedians, was done right here on the farm. And I'm excited about that. Mr. Hart actually wrapped my pink bus. He actually put his brand on the heart of the city as part of my uh, my mobile unit uh, that I have to go through the community with. And he used that in his, uh, in his uh, show as well. So I was very, very pleased with that. And very, very surprised that I was actually in the production. The whole idea for me was to, to, for him to do a promo so I could actually use it to help support uh, the cause for bringing uh, more access. I did not know that he was going to include that in his uh, film. So I'm, I was very, very surprised at the end to see. I said, wow, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I, when I hear you talk, Cindy, immediately I start to think about Green Acres and how now it's finally the perfect <laughs> marriage, you know, of city living and country lifestyle all in one place. <laughs> uh, well, well, I hear that in my head all the time. <laughs> I think my new theme song. Well, let me just tell you one other thing that we're doing here. Um, because we do use the pink bus to go throughout the communities, and there's so, so many food deserts that we have right here in our city, but we also go out into our counties. During the summer, we did about seven uh, markets per week um, out within our rural areas as well as inside the city. So right now, we've just launched a GoFundMe page for access to healthy food to actually buy another um, mobile unit so that we can actually have it in more areas longer period of time uh, throughout our county. So I'm excited about that and hope that a lot of our friends and colleagues and sponsors will come aboard to um, to look at GoFundMe.com, access to healthy foods. And again, it's all to get another uh, mobile unit because we're going to be doing something else very special um this year that we're rolling out with AARP Foundation, where we actually would be doing farm to pharmacy. We oh, have wow. several clinics of doctors that will now be writing prescriptions for food. Imagine that hmm. uh, for our um, our declining uh, health disparities to make that a, a, a truly impact. We have UMMC, which is a part of this, Jackson Hines Comprehensive Health, and Dr. Robert Smith Clinic on Winter Street, where we'll be able to uh, have the doctors that's working with patients uh, that was that have diabetes or hypertension and obesity to actually give them vouchers or a prescription that we'll be able to fill uh, with instead of um, all of the pills and the different things we're trying to um, um, to get our health better with, with, with fresh food. So I'm totally excited about that. 
And it's something that I, I wrote three years ago, never knowing that some group like AARP will think is viable enough to help to put it wow. to action. So this is a pilot program that will be happening. It's actually rolling out this month, uh, January, in January with the clinics. So I'm so excited about that and um, happy to know that the doctors in our, the health professionals in our county and state understands the importance of uh, changing diets, but actually bringing access to our most vulnerable population. Cindy, I got so excited hearing you say that because, you know, a lot of people, we take so many things for granted, you know, when you can just go. Uh, and pick up some food and eat it and, and and be able to buy the right kinds of food and eat it. But as you travel across the state of Mississippi, what we realize is that there our neighbors, a lot of our neighbors really are in trouble. And to be able to have access to programs like yours is life changing. It it goes back to who we really are in Mississippi. You know, it's it's about hospitality, taking care of our neighbors and being able to share some of the best food in the world uh, for the for the purpose of healing each other. Absolutely, and we have it right here. Our state, our counties, our cities, we have all the ingredients that's needed. Now we just need to actually not put our hands to the plow, but put our hands to strategic planning to do job creation uh, training and to put this as one of our major industries that we have access to that we're not utilizing. So I'm hoping if you're just growing in your backyard or in in pots, and you're growing something that's fresh and you're eating it, eating it raw, which is so good for our, our system, then then I want that to happen. If that's one impact, then to me that's a great impact to everyone. And everyone can, can plant that one seed uh, to make major things happen. And that's part of what we do at Footprint Farms and the partnerships that we go out to do, um, including our city. We're excited about the possibility of the planning that we are doing with uh, the city of Jackson and with our universities and colleges. I got to get a shout out to Millsap because they too are on board with doing some great things with us. So Cindy, we want to ask you about what's uh, fresh this time of year, but first, if uh, someone is hearing this and is interested in the work that you're doing, uh, how can they maybe follow you on social media? Well, thank you so much for that. You're always on time. Well, you know, as my young group can say, hashtag, hashtag, (laughs) you can hashtag Footprint Farms on Instagram or find us on Facebook at Footprint Farms or our website is footprintfarmsms.com, footprintfarmsmississippi.com and and talk to us and give us some input as well as hopefully you'll be coming to see the farm and I'm inviting you, my favorite group out from MPB to come out and uh, be with us for a tour or come out and see some of the things that we're growing. Uh, We're still growing a lot right here. Uh, With the weather that we're having in our state, we're still able to produce and grow great food. In fact, we we just finished up our tomatoes, uh, red and green, uh, but we still have carrots and kale and broccoli uh, that we have right now, and we're getting ready. Our fields are getting ready for our spring by by starting our planting. And I cannot say this without saying enough. Let me say to Dr. Bill Evans, who is the food scientist uh, that helped me to do all this in planting, and to Up in Farms, that group that's been a big part of coming together and partnering to make a difference. Um, so I'm excited to to be a farmer. I'm excited to grow food, but I'm more excited about giving information out 
to help so many others grow their own food. And we're doing it right here in the city of Jackson at Footprint Farms. Well, if anybody is listening, please uh, support Cindy by the hashtag. This is very important. We can make this go viral across our state because this is not just about footprint. It is about everybody in the state of Mississippi. So let's hashtag. So, Cindy, do you have a, a favorite vegetable that's, uh, that's in season this time of year? Absolutely. Carrots right now. Uh, carrots and kale. We just juiced some carrot and kale, um, Brenda, to, uh, Deborah, to make some juice, but we took the pulp. And added a little honey with it. Girl, you and, can't go wrong with honey. <laughs> yeah, and we're, and, we're, and we're freezing that. And then, of course, we're going to come back and, and use that for our smoothie. All right. So uh, everything will be used. But um, everything right now seasonal is great. And come and join us and have some fresh green food today. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we will continue with Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We'd like to hear from you this morning. What's going on in your kitchen to kick off the new year? one mpb ring <laughs> It's one 672 7464 Back with more after this. Just give me that countryside. No, York is where I'd rather stay. I get allergic smelling hay. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're kicking off the new year talking about some things that are in season this time of year, thinking about healthy things that you can uh, eat to uh, kick off the new year and help shake off what is probably a a calorie overload for a lot of us during the holiday season, so a good way to start uh, 2018 in a fresh, healthy manner. Uh, If you'd like to join in the conversation, maybe talk about what your favorite things to eat uh, this time of year, vegetables and fruits, that sort of thing, or what's going on in your kitchen to kick off the new year. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. We've got some phone lines open, so if you'd like to join in, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you this morning. You know, one thing uh, Dr. Ayers mentioned uh, as we were leaving there, the talking about carrots, and that's uh, the carrots and I think a lot of vegetables. The good thing is, you know, you can use them raw. You can, you know, dip them maybe in some hummus or some, some sort of dip for something. Uh, you can put them on a salad, but you can also, with carrots, you can roast carrots. So uh, all these vegetables, I think that they're really versatile and, and just a lot of different ways to get in that good, healthy eating. Oh, absolutely, Kevin. And and just to go back a little bit, you were talking about, you know, how to get off, you know, some of the holiday pounds. But it has been scientifically proven that when you're in love, you burn more calories. And love is not just being in love with, a, you know, a man and a woman, that kind of deal. But love your neighbor. You know, the, the, that moment that you decide to pack up, you know, some extra food and share it with the neighbor around the corner or, you know, to bless some kids with some extra, you know, fresh foods or, you know, to become a part of a program like the Society of St. Andrews or Cindy Ayers and the things that they're doing in your state, it literally heightens 
all of the wonderful, yummy hormones in your body, and it makes you a healthier, happier, more productive, leaner human being. So what better way to get fit? For those of us who do not want to spend all day at the gym, try loving somebody. It's a great way to do it. But you're absolutely right. Fresh vegetables, Kevin, all day long. And you can use vegetables, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's the wonderful thing about it. There's not a a meal during the day that you shouldn't have a bite of something fresh, whether it's fresh fruit or fresh vegetables. I try to do that. And of course, the younger I get, Kevin, the more I realize how important that is for living. And also, I think this is a good time to uh, remind folks, uh, we frequently talked about uh, farmer's markets on the program here. And again, if you're looking for uh, you know, the freshest produce and, and, and fruits that you can get, uh, that's a, a great way to find them. Uh, they're scattered throughout Mississippi. I know we have uh, at least one here in Jackson, but they're you know, all in all parts of Mississippi. And uh, it's, it's a great resource. But also, as we've talked about, you know, if you go, these farmers, they want to share their produce that they have uh, brought to the farmer's market. So if you have any questions about maybe what something is or ideas on how to use it, I know that they're always willing to help you and, uh, you know, utilize the, their produce in the best way uh, to make some good, healthy, tasty uh, dishes. Absolutely. And, and getting involved, again, with uh, programs like Cindy Ayers and Society of St. Andrews, a lot of times, uh, especially with the Society of St. Andrews, they're food gleamers. If you have a church association or an organization that will partner with them, a lot of times they will donate food, just wonderful vegetables, because the farmers don't want it to waste. Because a lot of times they overproduce for the market. You know, Walmart is only going to buy so many sweet potatoes. A lot of that stuff is left in the fields. And what Society of St. Andrews will do is come and gleam it out, and then they will donate it to the community. So what a wonderful way. There's no excuse not to be able to, whether you go into the farmer's market or if you don't have the money to actually buy it, there are literal organizations across the state that are willing to give back to the community. And I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the biggest lover of fast food you could probably imagine, but, you know, nothing beats to me fresh food. And, again, you know, what, what, a, what a unique uh, opportunity we have here to take advantage of of the the food that's being produced by farmers in Mississippi, uh, so I uh, you know I really would encourage you uh, to f- check out your local farmers market and and see what's going on there. I think you'll be surprised at at the wonderful fresh food that you can get when you go. Absolutely, Kevin. And then too, you know, we're talking about being a farmer. You you may not want to plant you know uh, thirty rows of anything, but to just sim- simply take a little pot of something. And uh, it has been proven that when you grow, you know, fresh plants and vegetables in your house, it cleans the air. It makes it better. It's a great way to teach children life lessons about, you know, patience and kindness and being responsible. It's nothing like giving a a child. My granddaughter has a plant, Kevin, and uh, that it was a project they did in school where they took a seed and put it in a, you know, see-through cup so they could see it. And the excitement, you know, for her to to have to nurture this plant. So there are so many ways to get involved. And for those of you who are, uh, you know, conscious about the environment, of course, we know that Mississippi's um, uh, uh, insect is the honeybee, and but it's also an endangered species. And so being able to plant fresh fruits and vegetables to become farmers, it helps the environment. So it's a win-win situation all the way around, Kevin, when we get involved that way. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're looking for your input this morning. We've got some open phone lines, so tell us uh, what sort of fruits and vegetables, what kind of healthy food do you like to kick off the new year? The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 672 
7464. You can always email the show as well. It's food at mpbonline.org. So we talked about carrots. What are some other uh, maybe fruits and vegetables available this time of year, Deborah, that, that you like that you and that you like to cook with? Well, Kevin, the wonderful thing about the way that um, fresh food is risen, raised, and like Cindy was saying, this time of year you've got kale, which is one of my favorites that we added it to the soup today. I like kale so much, Kevin, that I, I use it. I almost with most meals that I cook at home, I have a tiny piece of kale with something that I'm eating because it's just good for your body. It's it's a wonderful bite in and of itself. I like food, um, uh, you know, that has a, a nice firm bite when you have it. Then, of course, you know, we got uh, cabbages that are always available here in the state most of the year round. There's some farmer that's producing that. My cousin actually has a farm. Uh, in Terry, Mississippi, and believe it or not, Kevin, she is still producing greens, fresh greens this time of year. And then we were so concerned about, you know, it being cold. And she uh, literally is a traditional farmer. She says, baby, we're just going to go break the, the tops off. And then when the cold comes, it won't ruin the plant. And so it's just it's so many wonderful things that, you know, that we can choose from. I recently um, went into the store, Kevin, and bought some apples because I am going to make an apple pie. And so there, it's just endless amounts of bounty here in the state of Mississippi, whether you are carrots, kale, broccoli. Broccoli grows really well here in the state of Mississippi. I love peas. we got black-eyed peas, field peas. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned apples, and that's one of my favorite fruits because, you know, you're, th- that crispness. And, again, uh, we talked about this, that the, the eating is so much more than just your taste buds. Obviously, taste is an important part of it, but we talked earlier about how appearance can be there, how what, what the food looks like. But also, to me, I'm always a big fan of, of different sorts of textures. And, and, you know, an apple, it's so crunchy, but yet it's really juicy as well. And there are so many different varieties to choose from as well. So uh, there's lots of good stuff out there. Just, you know, uh, encourage people to go out and, and, and do some sampling. You know, and the wonderful thing about apples, we have heard this our whole life, an apple a day will keep the doctor away. That is proven to be a scientific fact, Kevin. Eating an apple right before you go to bed at night really will help to regulate your digestive system, which, you know, the healthier your digestive system, the healthier your body. So eating an apple a day is wonderful. Kids love apples. They're absolutely delicious, and you don't have to always bake them down to enjoy them. Just, you know, rinse them, pill them, and enjoy a great apple. So that means uh, apple cobbler is healthy then. That's good to hear. Yeah, really funny, Kevin. (laughs) And look, you know, the thing that I tell people all the time, and I've said this from the beginning, from the onset of the show, Kevin, always learn to live your whole life in moderation. You know, I love eating all of the wonderful decadence foods that I cook, but I'm going to always eat it in moderation. I'm not going to sit down and eat the entire sweet potato pie, even though my brain is <laughs> is running around screaming, going, can I have another slice? I'm going, no, girl, because you got to get in that dress tomorrow. And so it's learning, it's learning to eat and love you know, laugh a lot and enjoy your entire life. And when you li- live to enjoy your entire life, then food does not become a culprit. I think we blame a lot of stuff on food because we don't want to have to deal with all the other things that are going on in our lives. And a lot of times, you know, um, even in uh, ancient uh, history, whether it's in African or Asian history, people wouldn't even sit down and have a meal with people they didn't like. And a lot of times we're, we're at work and we're dealing with stresses. We are in relationships and we need to deal with 
our whole life so we can enjoy our entire delicious Mississippi life. And again, you mentioned the sweet potato. That's uh, in season this time of year. And again, great color, uh, and you can use it uh, for, for savory, you know, uh, but also, um, well, t- t- great example. You make the best sweet potato pie in the world, but your sweet potato soup is also very delicious. Thank so, you very much. Uh, these are, are really uh, fresh food and, and, and a lot of variety of things that you can do with them. I actually bought purple uh, sweet potatoes yesterday, Kevin, so I can't wait to share with everybody what we're going to do with that. But potatoes and the colors actually uh, have chemical effects as well as visual effects on our body. So God is so super smart. He's so brilliant that he didn't just give us tons of you know different choices, but all those choices really do affect us in a very positive way. We need to take one final break this hour. We've still got some time for you to work in a phone call if you'd like to join in our conversation this morning. We're talking about what's fresh this time of year and what's going on in your kitchen to kick off the new year. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back to wrap up D South Dining after this short break. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We've been talking today about what's fresh this time of year, the things that uh, we like to prepare during the winter, favorite fruits and vegetables, and what's available. We're talking a little bit about the farmer's markets across Mississippi is a great source for uh, fresh produce uh, for you to try out in your kitchen. Uh, so if, if you're listening this morning, I want to send a shout out to my very dear friend, a dear love of my life, Mr. Eddie Deer, for introducing me to the Society of St. Andrews. Uh, it has been like one of the biggest blessings in my life, uh, Kevin, and we're actually going to partner with them with the cookbook and a portion of the proceeds will literally go back to help so many uh, hungry families across the state of Mississippi. So, Mr. Deer, thank you so much. Uh, for blessing me that way. And I think it was last fall that we had uh, someone from there on, on the show. And, and again, Deborah mentioned a little bit earlier about what they do is, you know, they, they're gleaners. So they take food that uh, that farmers cannot, uh, that have no use for. So it's sort of leftover produce and they provide it for people to uh, that can't afford fresh food. So what a great way it is. It helps out the farmers and it's, it's food that would normally go to waste. And they're do, working very hard uh, to make sure that it doesn't go to waste and it can do the most good. So the work that they do, them and other organizations like that. Uh, and as we mentioned, Dr. Ayers working with people, it's, it's it's so encouraging to see the effort made to to give everybody access uh, to fresh food because as we said earlier you know uh, it's 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 good for you and it's really good tasting as well it really is good for you and i'm going to say it a thousand times more kevin the more we love each other the the more our bodies and minds are healthier you burn those calories you become healthier literally uh, because your endorphins are you know will go up and you're burning those calories it has just been proven the human touch is a healing touch by just simply touching somebody the chemistry in your body changes so the fact that we are giving back and loving others it's not just good for them i don't do it just because i want to be good to you kevin i do it because i want to be good to me too <laughs> got some phone calls to get to let's start uh, in terry maddie's on the line good morning maddie is this my Hello, maddie oh it's my maddie good morning girl how are you i was going to just give you two things that you can uh cook this good rutabagas and turnip greens roots and you take you make some of the best girl <laughs> 
those two things you can go outside now and gather them out the uh, garden, uh, the roots, and uh, steam them down. And, and them, I'm them, you tell them about how good you can do rutabagas and turnip roots. <laughs> rutabagas really are wonderful. And those are those beautiful roots that you're going to find underneath the ground. And a lot of times people just pass by them in the market. But if you're going to fix a good pot of greens, you definitely want some rutabaga roots in those greens. And you can serve them uh, by themselves. Uh, Greg Doolin was here last year from California, and he had never had rutabagas before. He got to eat some rutabagas and cornbread. Kevin almost lost his mind. So uh, (laughs) you're absolutely right, Maddie. Thank you for the call this morning. Let's uh, move on. Next, we've got uh, Portia and Florence on the line. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Portia. Good morning. I enjoy your program. I listen to it often as I can. Thank you. um, On the rutabaga uh, situation, I don't know if people know that the rutabaga greens are better than collards. (laughs) (laughs) I will take rutabagas and put them in the uh, college. Yeah, we'll try the greens. They're outstanding. Yeah, I I was hoping that I would uh, catch Dr. Ayers. Uh, We kind of connect. I have uh, been trying to produce a herb garden for, for, I mean, to actually, you know, have a business. Uh, My focus is herbs for culinary and medicinal purposes. And I take it another di- this dimension in that I like to know what is on the land that is natural but is also medicinal. And if I had paid attention to my grandmother <laughs> when I should have, I would know much more than I do. But I'm learning uh, as I go. So I can't remember what year it was, but back in the maybe mid-20s, uh, uh, like eight or so, 2008, um, that women in ag came and had a conference here at Jackson State, and Dr. Ayers was a part of it. Her farm, Footprints, mine, Pea Patch, mine was the first uh, farm that they visited. So I didn't get to go to her farm because the people kept lingering, so I couldn't make the next one. We have met, however, and she inspires me so much. The, the problem I'm having now is each year I'm getting older, I've had some really big setbacks in my life, and so now I'm trying to get back into the um, actual production. I've got everything I need to go. It's just me, time, energy, <laughs> and whatever. So uh, I just wanted to, you know, make that contact to say that I admire her so much, and she keeps me inspired, and I'm hoping that this year I will be able to uh, do what I've been trying to do for several years now. I've got all the plots I need. I've got a lot of the herbs that are already growing um, you know, just just need to follow through and 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 get some help in hands. But uh, all right, Portia, thanks for the call. Good luck in the new year, and I'm sure Dr. Ayers is, uh, appreciates the the fact that she can be a role model for other people, and and I, that's part of I think the reason that they you do the work is the you know the the good that can be done, but also to be an example for others. And I'm sure she's glad to know that 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 concept is spreading. Absolutely, Kevin. You know, to be able to work the ground, as Portia was saying, there were a lot of old lessons that were long, lost along the way, and we should pay more attention because the earth is constantly changing. Uh, we've been talking about kale. I think Mary from Canton has a question. Go ahead, Mary. Hey, Mary. I am looking for uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Periodically, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I have had a kale salad at a restaurant and that some would get results, some not. And so 
I'm looking for one or two good kale recipes because I do know how, uh, you know, it's a very healthful food and I want to incorporate it more. I'm listening to you saying how you incorporate it in uh, various dishes. So could you give me two or three good kale recipes? Very quickly. Even today, Mary, with my chicken noodle soup, I just simply rinsed and chopped it very finely and added it in and let it uh, steep down into the soup. But just as a salad, for me, it is, again, rinsing that kale really well, chopping it, squeezing some fresh lemon juice across the kale, tossing it in a little bit of olive oil, using a little bit of coarse sea salt. My favorite happens to be pink or chocolate sea salt, sprinkling a little bit over and let it sit for about an hour or so. And what that will do, because kale is very fibrous uh, and it's very chewy, it'll make it really tender and has such a marvelous bite. Once it's broke down a little bit, I'm going to add in some uh, fresh tomatoes. You can add in some carrots and you really don't need to add any additional salad dressing because you've already got your uh, lemon juice and your olive oil tossed in and it just makes for a wonderful bite. All right, uh, Mary, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you. And I will also say the uh, I had a kale recipe in the Blue Apron last year, and I was surprised that when it cooks down, it really does. It cooks down quite a bit. I remember putting it in the pan. I was like, gosh, there's, it won't even fit in there. But as you cook it down, it does uh, contrast a little, or contract a little bit. So keep that in mind in your recipes. Is if it looks like it's too much, Put it all in there because you know you're, you're, it's gonna it's gonna it's cook gonna down wither, some. it will mm-hmm. it weather down really well, Kevin. But eating a lot of green leafy vegetables, you know, it, it's just part of healthy living. It's part of just day to day living. Just be good to yourself, you know. And I think a lot of people are really afraid of the words when you say healthy living. They think they assume that something bad is wrong, but it's just really being good. Maybe we should just call it being good to yourself. Eating, Kevin, <laughs> just be good to yourself. One final plug for the farmer's markets. You know, a lot of times at the grocery store, if you're like me and you live alone or if you have a small family, sometimes the, the packages are so large you end up not being able to use all that. Uh, with a farmer's market, you can tailor how much you need, and again, you get that fresh food uh, that you and your family will love. That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners just like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman, and answering our phones this morning was Michelle McAdoo. So for Deborah Hunter and Cindy Ayers, I'm Kevin Farrell. In five- you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9, another Deep South Dining right here and only on MPB Think Radio.